up front, it's Tyler Reed, Mark Paniton, and Chris Mustangs in their black road jerseys, white numbers, white helmets, the maroon and gold Salisbury Seagulls, white jerseys, maroon numbers, gold trim. Stevenson moving right to left. Grinelli and Sam Wyatt facing off. Grinelli, the All-American, at 67%. Wyatt at 65%. And they've been wrestling in the middle for the last seven seconds, still fighting for the loose ball. We've got a whistle, a hold against Wyatt. So Salisbury will get it first. And it's Tyler Grinelli cradling down the near sideline right in front of the Mustang bench. Wyatt staying on the field defensively for Stevenson. And Wyatt knocked it out of Grinelli's stick, out of bounds. And the Mustangs force an early turnover. Cal Robinson has it for the Mustangs as they get it to Nick Rossi. Rossi, number 15, long pass ahead to Peter Green. Mustangs moving right to left into the sun against goalie Alex Taylor with the maroon sweatpants. Chris DeShiel, the Salisbury native, went to Parkside High School right down the street getting a cradle against Brett Bayer. Gets it out to Michael Crow and now to Nick Rossi. Rossi coming down the left wing. Rossi working in on the defender. He's double teamed from behind and Rossi still cradling, able to get away from Josh Martin. Rossi back to Crow. Crow now working into the box. Goes to DeShield. They work it behind the cage to the senior, Tyler Reed. Reed Looking for a cutter in front. One minute gone by. Scoreless here at Seagull Stadium. Third-ranked Mustangs visiting number six, Salisbury. Salisbury 10-2. and two. Stevenson 8-1. and one. All three losses combined for both teams have come to top ten opponents. Here comes Green down the right wing. Green thinking about a shot. Had it knocked away from behind. It's still loose in the box, and Green's able to get it back. There's going to be a shot clock soon as DeShiel has it behind the cage. Long possession here for the Mustangs. As with almost two minutes gone by, DeShiel now cradling with the right. He lost it, flubbed it, and went right to Paniton. Lucky break there for the Mustangs as they get it out to Rossi. Rossi working on dabs, the freshman, short stick midi. Rossi down the wing, shot. It's in between Taylor's legs, trickling toward the goal line. Taylor finds it and scoops it for Salisbury. Taylor, long pass ahead to number 36, Zeke Smith. Smith, the big six-foot-four junior, switched from defense to long stick midi this year, and Michael Crow knocked it out of the stick of Tim Stone, and they're going to give it back to Salisbury on the restart. This is Greg Corbin on for the Seagulls. Corbin, a midfielder, the cousin of attack, Wade Corbin, and he gets it to Tyler Smith. Smith to Eric Kluge, Kluge, the team's leading scorer, 22 goals on the season. He goes back to Tyler Smith. Smith working on Green. Green knocked it out of his stick. It's still loose. Down goes Smith, and they're going to give it back to him on the push from behind against Peter Green. 12.25 to go in the first. We're scoreless. Salisbury and Stevenson as Salisbury moving left to right. A lot of new names for this Salisbury offense. If you've been watching the games over the last couple of years or listening, you know names like Canoni and Bradman. There's more familiar faces on the Seagull sideline as Canoni and Bradman helping out with the team. Here's a shot from the left wing. Never got there to Bakuna as he's scooped up behind the cage by the Seagulls. Seagulls restart their offense. That was Wade Corbin picking up the rebound. Here's Tyler Smith taking the pick, going down the right wing. Smith gets by Green. Left hand shot. Bakuna save. Holacek tried to scoop it. Couldn't get it. It goes out of bounds and it'll be Seagulls ball 
off of Holacek's stick as he tried to scoop it. On the restart, Seagulls go behind the cage to Wade Corbin. So the Corbins are cousins. Wade and Greg. Wade with 19 goals on the season. Seagulls getting the ball. Turn around, shot, and a score for Stephen Norris on a broken play down the middle. And those cheers mean the Seagulls have taken a one nothing lead. 11.32 to go in the first. Norris makes it one nothing Salisbury. 11.32 to go in the first. And the Mustangs get set back up at midfield. Shadows creeping in everywhere, but right in front of the Salisbury cage. Stephen Norris with his 14th goal of the season. Free face-off whistle against the Seagulls, so it'll be Mustang ball on the ensuing face-off. And this is Sam Wyatt cradling with it for Stevenson, moving right to left. Here comes Wyatt down the middle. Wyatt thinking about a shot. Wyatt bounce shot. Went over Taylor's shoulder. Bounds. Reed the closest to it as he and Kraus chased it down near the end line, and Wyatt will head off along with Caro. We'll get that second string midfield muted on. Billy Burgoyne and Matt and Glenn Tompkins as Tyler Reed cradles behind the cage. He's gotten the long pole of Martin on him. And now Reed looking for help cradling with the left. He's on the far sideline. Goal line extended. Now he gets it to Glenn Tompkins. Tompkins to his brother Matt. Matt down the near alley. Matt cradling with the left. He's got that big shot. Turns his body into a man. Glenn Tompkins had trouble handling the pass. Able to scoop it up. And Salisbury crowd into it early with the goal from Stephen Norris. Full house here at Seagull Stadium for this marquee matchup on a Wednesday night. Burgoyne wrapped around the cage, shot it wide. DeShield scoops it up. Ball still in play. DeShield to Glenn Tompkins. Tompkins takes a hit. And Tompkins looking for help, and he slows it down now for the Mustangs. Mustangs have possessed it almost the entire first five minutes of this first quarter, but they trail one to nothing as Matt Tompkins draws the short stick. Tompkins with a swim move over top. Tompkins left wing shot by Glenn Tompkins wide, and DeShield there to back it up. He'll restart things for the Mustangs. And DeShield now on the far wing. Ten minutes to go in the first. Stevenson trailing one to nothing to Salisbury. DeShield working on Bayer. DeShield whoo, gets right by Bayer. The nice little swim move. DeShield now behind the cage to Reed. Reed out top to Burgoyne. Low shot stopped by Taylor. Can't find the rebound. Now Taylor recovers. And he goes behind the cage. So Taylor gets it ahead to Zeke Smith. Smith with the clear for Salisbury on the long pole. And now Smith gets it into the box and out to number 35, Davis Anderson. Anderson on for the first time tonight for the Seagulls. Anderson gets it to Stephen Norris. Norris double team Pumphrey knocks it loose. It's scooped up by Smith for Salisbury. It's still loose near midfield. Pumphrey bats it to himself, takes a hit, loose on the far side. Cal Robinson has it for the Mustang. And Robinson doing a lot of checking before he crossed midfield. Here's the show. Odd man rush. Panneton alone in front. Thinks high scores. Mark Panneton ties it up for the Mustangs. Chris DeShield with the assist. It's one-to-one with 9-0-1 to play in the first. Panneton with his 26th goal of the year. And DeShield picking up his 23rd assist. And we are all even one to one, nine oh one to go. Just a loose ball in the Stevenson 
side of midfield, and the Mustangs able to pick it up and score in transition as Cal Robinson would get the hockey assist there. Robinson really doing a good job clearing that ball, and I, I said he stressed the fact that he checked midfield to make sure he would be on side because that critical error the Mustangs made to give Lynchburg a possession. Here's Hyken on the face off. Hyken wins it, shoots and scores! Mustangs! Two goals in five seconds, and Stevenson takes the lead on the goal by Brent Hyken as he won the faceoff and just sprinted right down the middle. And for Hyken, I believe that is his first of the year. Brent Hyken did score his first goal of the season unassisted, and Stevenson takes a 2-1 to lead, and that's make-it-take-it lacrosse, something both of these teams are very, very good at. As Grinelli and Hyken get set to face it off again, Hyken breaks it back to Green. Green couldn't handle it. Hyken, though, able to scoop for Stevenson. His pass knocked down. Hyken's got it back. Another pass over the head of Rubenstein, and it goes to Salisbury, and Booker's been warning me of Hyken's stick skills, and right there he had a couple of passes that got away from him, and it ends up being a face-off one, and then a turnover for the Mustangs, so Salisbury has their first possession in about three minutes since the goal by Norris, and they're going to slow things down here, moving left to right, so there's a little bit of sun also in the cage where Pacunas is standing, so it's pretty much shadowy in the middle of the field, and then sun right where both teams are shooting. Here's a pass in front. Rhett DePaul hit off a helmet and went over the cage. Mustangs try to scoop it up. It's loose near the crease. Green's there. Official has his handoff. It's a push from behind again against the Mustangs. So a lot of loose ball fouls by the Mustangs and a quick restart. High pass over to Kluge and he gets it back to Corvin. This is Greg Corvin to number 19, Tyler Smith. Smith now working against the short stick. Shook green there. Smith jump shot wide of the cage. Pacunez was there. So Pacunez able to guide that thing wide. Salisbury will have it on the Kluge again for Salisbury. He's going to sprint it all the way out near midfield. He takes a pick from Corvin there. Kluge now sprinting down the right wing. Goes behind the cage. Look for a cutter in front. Quick stick. They tie it up. Steven Norris. Beautiful play there by the Seagulls. The assist to Wade Corvin. A well-designed play by Salisbury. They went behind the cage and then right to Norris in front. It was a quick stick, one-on-one opportunity. Not much Pacunez could do about that. And we are even 2-2. Two to two. A well-played first half of the game so far by both teams. This is really exciting end-to-end lacrosse and setting up already to be a great finish as Grinelli back out there for the Seagulls. You can see the size advantage, Grinelli over Wyatt, and Wyatt with a pre-faceoff whistle. So Grinelli will start with the ball. He gets it to James Burton. Burton down the near sideline into the box for Salisbury. So the Seagulls now tie it at two and have a chance to take the lead. Mustangs looking for a stop here as Norris has scored both goals for Salisbury. This is Brady DeShiel on for the first time with this Salisbury second-string midfield unit. DeShiel with an up-and-under move, and Bakuna has got the save. And, man, that looked a lot like number 21 for Stevenson, but it was number 16 for Salisbury's 
brother who's a freshman, Brady the Shield, a nice little left-handed up-and-under move, and he almost beat Pacuna. Here's Salisbury on the restart. Had a man open in front. It was Norris. He couldn't handle the low pass, and it rolled out to Burton, another member of this second-string Seagulls unit. Burton spinning away from Moody, and he gets it to Brady to Shield. To Shield moving down the right wing. Six goals so far this season. And this to Shield cradling with the left. And then very similar resemblance to his brother, obviously, with the size and the left hand cradle. And DeShield gets rid of it. Out to Norris. Uh, excuse me, that's Burton, number 28. Burton fakes it on Moody, going down the left wing. Burton, left hand pass behind the cage. High pass there. Rhett DePaul has it behind the cage. Norris cutting behind the back. Are you kidding me? A hat trick for Steven Norris on the behind the back shot. And Salisbury back on top, three to two, as Rhett DePaul hit a cutting Norris, and that's the second time Norris has cut right down Broadway and been wide open for a goal. And Salisbury takes a three to two lead with 6:06 to play, and Coach Cantabene pacing the sidelines, discussing that one with assistant coach Tim Holes and. Hyken wins the faceoff from the Mustangs. They needed that. Quickly headed to Shield. The Shield slings it wide. And Salisbury unable to get there in time as Taylor tried to win the race to it. And Stevenson almost didn't have it covered. But they did have it covered. So now the Mustangs moving right to left. Under six to play. They trail three to two after back-to-back goals by Norris. He's got a hat trick here in the first. And coming into this one, he had 13 goals in 12 games. Three more here tonight for Stephen Norris, senior attack out of Leonardtown, Maryland. And now Salisbury has it. Excuse me. Mustangs have it. Candid wraparound. And he scores to tie it up. And Candid gives it to the crowd a little bit on the far sideline. Pat Candon ties it up for the Mustangs. And we know Candon likes to operate around the cage. And on that play, a little wraparound shot by Candon. And number 28 scores his seventh goal of the season. Unassisted. We're tied 3-3, three to three, 5.25 to go here in the first as it is Grinelli. And he is just a monster in the faceoff circle. 6'3", 250. Pounds and Hyken able to rake it back to Moody. Moody scoops it up for Stevenson. So Stevenson has pretty good size everywhere, but on the faceoff, that pass to Pannington from Moody. Pannington couldn't come down with it. Kraus scoops it up and a long pass ahead to Brett Bayer. A long stick for Salisbury who gets it across the timeline into the box. Now Bayer with a long stick hounded by Pumphrey. His pass put on the turf by Anderson, but he's able to scoop it up uncontested. Under five to play in the first, three to three. Stevenson at Salisbury, the higher-ranked Mustangs, have lost four in a row to the Seagulls in this series. As this is the 15th meeting, all coming since 07. A shot there by Pacunas. And he makes the easy save on Kluge. And now Pacunas gets it to Cal Robinson. Lights coming on here at Seagull Stadium. Still plenty of sunlight except in the middle of the field. And Robinson this time dumps it off to Corot. Corot to Moody across the timeline. Moody now ahead to Chris DeShield. DeShield down low to Cannon. Cannon to Paniton. Paniton hasn't really done a whole lot here in the first. Hasn't gotten the ball a whole lot as he's been hounded by Krause. 
who stands at six foot four. So you've got Krause on Panitz, Rossi down the far wing. Rossi comes into this one as Stevenson's leading goal scorer against Salisbury. He's got five in his career. That's more than almost the rest of the Mustangs combined. An errant pass there from Cannon to Green. Goes over Green's head and out of bounds right in front of the Salisbury sideline. Salisbury on the restart. They throw it away on the far sideline. Coach Berkman is hopping up and down at the referee. He wants an explanation, and Jim Berkman all in the official's face says, I, I don't think he wanted that thing restarted as fast as it was, and then his team turned over. Berkman, not even watching the action on the field, has Stevenson gets it across midfield, and now Peter Green gets it to Nick Rossi. 325 to go in the first. We're tied 33. Rossi working to his left, draws the short pole. You can hear the Salisbury fans trying to encourage their defense. Stevenson has a lot of experience playing here at Seagull Stadium in regular season and Capital Athletic Conference action. Peter Green's shot stopped by Taylor. It's loose near the crease. The Shield fighting for it, and Taylor's still fighting for it. It's loose. He's out of the cage, and it is still loose as it went through the crease, and it is scooped up by Bayer. He lost it. Candon has it. Candon got it knocked away. Bayer trying to get it. Taylor behind the cage near the end line. Taylor has it for Salisbury. About a 15-second pileup there. Taylor's pass fielded off the hop by Anderson. Anderson working down the middle. He's sandwiched a flag coming against the Mustangs as Anderson was sandwiched on that pass by two defenders. Looked like Rubenstein may have got him. And we're going to have our first penalty of the night with 2.36 to go in the first. Tied up at three apiece. And Salisbury is going to get a man-up situation here. Looks like Ryan Rubenstein is the offender on the play. So it's going to be a penalty against Rubenstein. Mustangs over 80% killing off the man-up situation. A one-minute illegal body check against Ryan Rubenstein. And Salisbury will get the first look. It's a full-time serve penalty at the 2.36 mark. So Kluge on with Brady the Shield. Brady the Shield goes down low to Rhett DePaul. Salisbury works it around the horn once. Now they get it back up top to Kluge. Kluge thinks about it. Now gets it to Brady the Shield. The Shield behind the cage to Rhett DePaul. Paul the transfer out of Navy in his second season with Salisbury's pass goes off the stick and across midfield. Connor Grove fighting for it from the Mustangs along with Josh Martin. I think Martin touched it last. He did. Mustangs have it on offense now as Corot gets it to the shield. And that's why Corot was out there. Just in case the ball came across midfield, it's a little bit more defensive-minded. And Corot did a great job there boxing out Martin after it hit off Martin's stick as the shield now gets it to Tyler Reed. Reed's pass knocked down out of bounds. And it'll be Mustang ball. And we are back to six on six momentarily here as they restart it. And the Mustangs successfully kill off that man down situation aided by an errant pass by Rhett DePaul. So it's three to three, 120 to go in the first. 
Mustangs with the ball, moving right to left. No more sunshine on the field. Here's Rossi down the wing. Rossi shot it wide. He was cutting down the left wing, going for the right corner, and he might have had Taylor beat. But that thing just hooked wide on a Rossi stick. Tyler Reed on the restart. Reed coming around on the left side. Reed lost it, and it rolled to Rossi. Rossi kicking at it as they fight for it near the Salisbury sidelines. Still fighting for it. And a push from behind on Salisbury. One minute on the clock as they restart it. Reed to Burgoyne. And now Salisbury with... The defense here against Billy Burgoyne. Burgoyne to DeShield. DeShield had to make that cash on one knee. So Burgoyne out there instead of Michael Crow with Rossi and Green, the first ring midfielder. Chris DeShield dancing with it behind the cage. DeShield draws a double, gets it to Reed, left hand shot. Taylor makes the save, pops it up in the air, 30 seconds. Go. Here comes Taylor out of the cage, and Taylor cradling with 25 seconds to go. Long pass ahead to Zeke Smith. Smith makes the catch. Long stick midfielder. Smith into the box. 20 seconds to go. Smith cutting to the middle, and now Smith dumps it off to Corbin. 15 seconds to go. Over to Rhett DePaul. Into the box. 10 seconds to go. Mustangs need one stop against Holacek. Shot from a distance. Pacuna has saved. Gilman clear all the way down the field, and it goes to Taylor as time makes Fires in the first with the ball in the stick of number 33. The score is 3-3 three to three after one. I'll be right back with the second period of play. This is Mustangs Lacrosse from sfmsports.net. The time has now come when all of their hard work and dedication is put to the ultimate test. They will put it all on the line to become NCAA champions. And you can experience it live. Be there. 2013 NCAA Divisions 2 and 3 Women's Lacrosse Championships, May 18th and 19th in Owings Mills, Maryland, hosted by Stevenson University. Get your NCAA Championship tickets today at NCAA.com slash tickets and make a date with champions. Stop into your local Green Turtle any day of the week and discover why they have the best burgers in town. And just to prove it, for a limited time, the Turtle is featuring a different burger every day of the week for only $6.99. Their burgers are fresh, never frozen, certified Angus beef, char-grilled to perfection, and served on a buttered brioche bun. And for only $6.99, you have no excuse not to try one today. Visit thegreenturtle.com for more details and the schedule of featured burgers. The Green Turtle, feed your passion. Back to Mustangs Lacrosse on the Mustang Sports Network from sfmsports.net. Welcome back to Seagull Stadium, tied 3-3 three to three after one goals for Stevenson coming from Brent Hyken, Mark Paniton, and Pat Cannon. One assist for Krista Scheel, and for Salisbury, three goals for Stephen Norris. Assists, Rhett DePaul, Eric Kluge, Wade Corbin. Stevenson outshooting Salisbury 12-10. to 10. Stevenson winning the faceoff battle 5-2. to two. Clears both teams perfect. Stevenson 3-3. Three for three. Salisbury 5-5. Five for five. Four saves for each goalie. Turnover 3, Salisbury. Four, three for Stevenson. You know, the Mustangs have fallen to the Seagulls four straight, three times last year, none more disheartening than their 7-2 loss in the last meeting here at Seagull Stadium in the NCAA Finals as Salisbury went on to win their second straight NCAA title last year and finished undefeated 
Overall, the Seagulls have won four in a row in the series, but the Mustangs play much better here at Seagull Stadium. They're three and five all time at Seagull Stadium, one and five in Owings Mills as they get ready to face it off here in the second. And the Mustangs come away with it. Here's a four on three break. Green had to pan it. He rips one, and it went off the head of Taylor and out of bounds. We got a flag coming on the play. I believe it's going to be against Salisbury for a hit on Hannington at the end of that one. So quick action there. 11 seconds into the second quarter of play, and we've got a penalty coming up against the Seagulls. And it's going to be one minute against number 38, Brett Bayer, senior defender out of Manchester, Maryland, Westminster High School. So the Mustangs will get their first extra man opportunity as Rossi, Crow, Reed, Candon, DeShiel, and Hannington, the unit. That won things against Lynchburg. And overtime, turnaround shot by Reed right into the stick of Taylor. Stevenson going for a quick shot there, and Taylor able to make a pretty routine save on Reed. Tried to surprise him with a quick turnaround. Reed and Nuke Krause working down the field. Krause back to Reed and Nuke Krause out of Rancho Santa Margarita, California. A very fiery defender, a la Cal Robinson. And Krause able to get by Reed on the right out. Reed diving at Krause, and now Krause and Corbin play catch. Krause across midfield, had to get into the box in 30. Didn't do so, so Salisbury turns it over. And the penalty to Bayer has expired, so Salisbury turns it over without getting it into the box in time. And actually, you know, Bayer's still in there for about 20 more seconds. So Stevenson with a possession here, still with the extra man. Now we're back to even six on six, so about 10 seconds left on that turnover. So it's a pretty profitable turnover for the Seagulls. Three to three here now as Stevenson moving left or right in the road black uniforms. Got white trim, a little bit of green on those white helmets. Here's Reed to DeShield. DeShield behind the cage. DeShield's pass knocked down by Krauss. Krauss and DeShield fighting for it. Here comes Alex Taylor out of the box. Taylor shoved from behind out of bounds and they'll just give that loose ball to Salisbury. So Stevenson had a chance to fight for it, but that push from behind takes away the fight. Now Salisbury working right to left, gets it across midfield to freshman Preston Dabs. Dabs down the right wing. Dabs high pass over the intended target Wade Corbett. He goes out of bounds. An unforced error there and a good break for the Mustangs as they'll be able to move it left to right. Dabs, the short stick midi tried to do more than his job. And here's Connor Carreau, the Mustangs short stick midfielder, trying to do what Booker likes to call the punt return or kickoff return clear and had to give it up there back to Bakunas, who went to Bratton. Now a pass to the near sideline. Crow had to jump to make that catch. Crow dodging across midfield. Crow trying to sprint in the box. He's able to do so. And Michael Crow gets it to Tyler Reed. Two and a half gone by here in the second quarter of play. Still knotted three to three. This is Nick Rossi, down low, deflected on its way to DeShiel, goes out of bounds. It'll be Stevenson ball, 12.24 to go in the first half. DeShiel on the right wing. DeShiel looking for help. DeShiel goes up top to Glenn Tompkins. Tompkins out there with Rossi and Crow. A little bit different look here as Tompkins getting some run with some different players. Shield lost it behind the cage with Bayer on him. 
And now the shield gets it to Reed. Reed up top to Rossi. Rossi going down the left wing. Rossi trying to bull his way in front. He lost it. And a diving play there by Dabbs. And he was able to knock it to Taylor, the goalie. Taylor springing down the far sideline, gets it to Kraus. Kraus couldn't handle it. It's loose across midfield. Kraus tried to scoop it. He falls. And the Mustangs fighting for it. Rhett DePaul has it for Salisbury. And Coach Berkman calls timeout. We've got a flag at the end of the play as somebody said something to an official. I think it was Mark Paniton. As Paniton looks like the guilty party of an unsportsmanlike penalty. And Paniton going over to the sideline saying, I didn't do much. And so Jim Berkman calling timeout for the Seagulls as that play looked like it was getting out of hand. And head coach Jim Berkman for Salisbury, you've heard the name for a while, in his 25th season coaching the Seagulls. He's the all-time winning coach in all of NCAA men's lacrosse history, a 10-time national champion, back-to-back NCAA titles under his watch. Coming into play tonight, he's got 421 career wins, the most of any men's lacrosse coach in college lacrosse history. He graduated from St. Lawrence up in upstate New York in 1982 and mentioned to me before the game, very happy that the Syracuse Orange are playing in the NCAA basketball Final Four as Salisbury talking things over. They were just trying to stop what was a hectic play, and now they're going to come away with an extra man opportunity. Both teams 0 for 1 with the extra man as the Mustangs break their huddle with Picunas, Pumphrey, Holacek, Rubenstein, and Green, the five. And we'll try to kill off this unsportsmanlike conduct penalty to Paniton. And the penalty was basically something that Paniton said to the official as the ball went sailing across midfield. I think he didn't like something that Krause did. And now Salisbury will have an extra man opportunity for the second time tonight. Mustangs defending the goal on the left side as Salisbury getting set to attack right to left. The ball is in the stick of Brady DeShield as they blow it black into play. He goes behind the cage to DePaul to Tyler Smith. Smith to Kluge, knocked down by Holacek, right back into Kluge. sick. Here's Norris. He's already got a hat trick to Greg Corbin. Far sideline to Brady DeShield. DeShield to the near side to Tyler Smith. As they work around the horn one more time to Greg Corvin, number nine. Corvin to Kluge. Kluge back up top to Corvin. Corvin over to DeShield. They go behind the cage to DePaul. DePaul's got good size. Here's Smith from the left wing. His shot blocked on the way in by Bratton. Bratton couldn't find it. Humphrey has it for the Mustangs. As they get set to work on the clear, Hannington still in the box. And now we're back to six on six on the bounce pass to Rubenstein. As Salisbury trying to ride this thing out with Brady to shield on the ride. And Pacunas floats it to Rubenstein. Rubenstein has to get it into the box pretty soon here for the Mustangs. Rubenstein to Pacunas. Pacunas long pass ahead to Paniton. He's able to make the catch. And Paniton gets it into the box. Paniton has trouble coming from behind. And Coach Cantabene widely, wisely uses his first timeout. 
So timeout with 10.23 to play. We are tied 3-3. Three to three. Stevenson coming into this one, 4-10 and ten all-time versus Salisbury. This is the 15th meeting for the two teams in the history that dates back to 2007. Stevenson, 3-5 and five on the road, and then 1-5 at home. Salisbury, like I said, has won four in a row in this series. And most of the time these two teams play, somebody is ranked number one. In fact, seven of the previous 14 meetings there's been one of these teams ranked number one, and tonight Stevenson is the higher-ranked team at number three, and Salisbury at number six, as Salisbury suffered two early-season defeats by one goal. They lost at Lynchburg and at home to Washington and Lee, and since that point, they've won nine in a row and started to look more like the Seagulls that we've seen uh, win a lot of games over the last two years with back-to-back national championship games. And Stevenson has not solved the Seagulls since April 16, 2011 here at Seagull Stadium, a 16-12 win. And the only Mustang in uniform who had a point that day was Chris DeShiel, who had one assist in that game. So both teams back out on the field as Coach Cantabene in those bright white pants and long black sleeve Under Armour Stevenson shirt. No more camo shirt so far this season for Coach Cantabene. So the team camo jackets and Stevenson on the restart. This is Glenn Tompkins. Tompkins spinning toward the middle. Tompkins has a man on his back, goes behind the cage to Reed. Still tied 3-3, three to three, just over 10 to go in the first half. Reed standing flat-footed behind the cage. Now pedaling to his right. Reed, wraparound shot stopped on the way in by Taylor, the goalie. They converge on Reed, and it's a shove from behind. So another foul, loose ball foul on Salisbury, and Stevenson will take over. Mustangs have it. This is Paniton losing his footing against Krause. So Krause matched up one-on-one with Paniton, pretty much shadowing him all over the field. Bayer, the defender assigned to DeShiel. This is Glenn Tompkins behind the cage with a short stick on him. Tompkins spinning on the left side, turnaround jump shot, and Taylor got a piece, hit off the official. DeShiel able to keep it in play for the Mustangs. 9.30 to go in the first half. We have not had a goal in the second quarter. Still tied 3-3. Three to three. As DeShiel dances with it behind the cage against Bayer. DeShiel peels away. DeShiel looking for a pick from Paniton. DeShiel coming around from the right side of the cage. Still cradling with the left. DeShiel now coming to his right. Goal line extended down the right sideline. DeShiel with the pass out top to Cannon. Uh, excuse me, Glenn Tompkins. Tompkins to Burgoyne. Burgoyne's got the short stick on him. Mustang's trying to get out of Burgoyne's way with Anderson defending. Burgoyne now directed behind the cage. Burgoyne from the left side. Burgoyne side outside. Mustangs take a 4-3 lead on the goal by Billy Burgoyne. An unassisted goal for Burgoyne, his 11th of the season. 
And the Mustangs take a 4-3 lead with 8.45 to play in the first half. A great one-on-one play by Billy Burgoyne as he just took the short stick around the cage on a turnaround jump shot from the left side. And the Mustangs back on top, 4-3. As we've not had more than a one-goal separation so far in this one, Wyatt back in the faceoff circle for Stevenson against Grinelli, who's taking them all for Salisbury. And the ball stuck between the two sticks now as they just sort of wrestle it out in the middle. And Grinelli able to finally force it away, and he goes back to the goalie, Taylor. So Salisbury... Wins a big faceoff, trailing by one. Stevenson, chance to set up their ride here. Salisbury, slow to get it up the field right now. And a pass to the near sideline. Kluge makes the catch right in front of the Stevenson bench and now trots it across midfield as they concede a little bit of territory. The Mustangs' defense coming into this one. Playing a little bit toned down of an aggressive style and so far we've, we've seen Salisbury get him with the back picks or getting the ball behind the cage and setting picks for Norris who's cutting uncontested down the middle taking advantage of Stevenson's aggressiveness that's what Coach Berkman was talking about in his radio in, interview before the game with the Salisbury broadcast we know that's what the Mustangs are going to be facing offenses that are going to backpick and cut back door and try to take advantage of their aggressive style. But the Mustangs using this aggressiveness to make offenses uncomfortable. Here's a shot from Kluge from the wing. Went wide. And the Seagulls get to it. And they'll have it on the restart. This is number 19, Tyler Smith. Smith, part of this first-string midfield unit, a new-look midfield unit that is missing number four, Ryan Clark. We'll talk more about that later. Big shot there and a nice save by Pacunez as Greg Corbin was able to step into that one, and Pacunez got a stick on it and steered it out of bounds. Big save there by Pacunez as Salisbury has it on the restart. Corbin tiptoes into the box. Peter Green trying to get it out of his stick. Corbin gets by Green. Looking for a man in front. Knocked down by the Mustangs. Goes right to Norris, and he hooked it over the cage. A low shot by Norris went flying over the cage. I think Humphrey got a stick on it. Here's Kluge with a quick restart. He's wearing number 40 on the left wing. Very resemblant of Stevenson's number 40 hanging out on that left wing. Now Kluge vacates the left wing as they isolate for Tyler Smith, who's initiating the offense from the left wing. This is what Salisbury likes to do. And uh, pass there. Corbin able to knock it down with one hand on his stick. And he's able to scoop it up. Corbin now. Greg Corbin behind the cage for Salisbury. Corbin fakes the pass. Got a penalty coming. And it looks like it's going to be Holacek heading to the box. Didn't see what Holacek did there. And Holacek heading off. Rubenstein heading on. Looks like the Mustangs are going to be manned down for the third time tonight as Holacek gets a water bottle in the penalty box. Salisbury 0 for 2 with the extra man so far tonight. It's been one and done on both of their extra man opportunities. And the Mustangs want to hold on to this lead here, man down, with 6.07 to go in the first half. 
So two one-minute unsportsmanlike penalties. It's going to be matching penalties. So number 44, Zach Hill, and number nine, Kyle Holacek. So both one-minute penalties are full-time served. We're five on five in the offensive end for one minute. So that could open things up. Ball knocked loose by Parker Bratton. And Burke calls timeout again for Salisbury as he sees see things getting a little bit hectic right in front of him. Timeout with 5.40 to go. Salisbury trailing Stevenson 4-3 to three in the first half. Our next Mustang Sports Network broadcast will be Saturday as the women's lacrosse team returns home to face Commonwealth Conference foe Alvernia. Live coverage starts with the all-access pregame show at 12.45 p.m. You can watch live on SUTV and listen online and on your phone with the TuneIn app on SFM Sports Channel 2. Let's get you a quick game reset here. Salisbury took a one lead it's 11.32 to go in the first on the first of three goals by Stephen Norris and back-to-back goals by Paniton and Hyken five seconds apart gave Stevenson a two-to-one lead then two quick goals by Norris one minute and 23 seconds apart in the first made it three to two Salisbury Pat Candid tied it up three to three with 5.25 to go in the first and then we went almost 10 minutes without another goal Billy Burgoyne has the difference maker so far with the goal at 8.45 of the second to make it 4-3 to three Stevenson. And that's where we stand right now with Holacek, the Mustangs veteran defensive leader in the box along with number 44, Zach Hill. Hill, a second-string attackman, so good exchange here for Salisbury with Holacek out there. This is Braden Shield for Salisbury on the restart. He gets it to Rhett DePaul. DePaul, six-foot-one junior who transferred from the Naval Academy last year into Salisbury. More of an assist man than his size would probably make you think is DePaul coming into this one with another assist tonight. And he's got eight goals and 13 assists, and Salisbury turns it over. Now Bratton lost his stick and the ball. Rubenstein gets it back for the Mustangs. A dangerous play there up ahead to Robinson. He makes a high catch. And Robinson into the box. He lost it on the fake pass. Robinson tried to scoop it, couldn't get it. It rolls out to Candon. And now Candon has it for the Mustangs. And Holacek back on for Stevenson. So those one-minute matching penalties have expired. We're back to six on six, under five to go in the first half. Mustangs moving left to right. Rossi hit the post as Taylor looked behind him, and it rolls right to Krause. And the Seagulls work on the clear. Rossi from the left wing shot it low to the right. It hit the right pipe as Taylor turned to find it. And sometimes the post is a goal's best friend, and it was certainly Alex Taylor's best friend on that one. And Salisbury never got it into the box in time, so they turn it over. And Stevenson has it on the restart. Holacek quickly ahead to Green. Green into the box for the Mustangs, moving left to right. Stevenson on top, 4-3 to three here late in the first half at Seagull Stadium. Mustangs 4-10 all-time versus Salisbury, but three of those wins here at Seagull Stadium. As Rossi 
Jukes left now, cradling low with his right hand. Under four to play in the first half. Rossi coming around from the left side, tried to get it to DeShield, hit off the back of the netting from behind the cage, but DeShield able to scoop it. Now get it to Cannon. Cannon working against Josh Martin. Martin picks up a penalty. Mustangs still have it. Green back to Cannon. So free possession here for the Mustangs. As soon as Salisbury touches it, Martin will be going to the box. Rossi now slows things down. He's on the wing with Cantabene just five yards away from him, shouting instructions. Rossi goes behind the cage to DeShield. DeShield, quick pass out to Crow. Crow cutting down the middle. Crow spinning to his left, draws the double team. Crow now to Green. Green down the right wing, takes a pick from Rossi, gets into DeShield. Back to Rossi. He's open. Rossi, bounce shot. Good save by Taylor. Rebound loose. Hannington had it, got knocked up. Stick the shield has it on the right wing, a uh, push from behind, and that'll stop play as Green shoved Bayer out of the way. And we've got a penalty on a slash coming up against Salisbury. So Paniton scooped up that rebound on a good shot by Rossi as he had a lot of time to crank one, and Taylor making his best save of the night so far. And then Paniton had knocked out of his stick. One minute penalty to Josh Martin with 2.56 to go in the first half. Candon to Shield, Crow, Reed, Paniton, and Rossi. The extra man unit for the Mustangs. They're 0 for 1 with the extra man so far tonight. Salisbury 0 for 3. They work it around to Paniton. Paniton on that left wing. He's got one goal tonight. Goes behind the cage to DeShield. DeShield to Candon. Candon to Rossi. Swings it to Paniton. Paniton behind the cage. They skip past up top to Rossi. Shot never hit the cage as it bounced over the net. Crow backing it up on the restart to DeShield. Now the official blows it dead as the ball rolled back out onto the field in that initial shot. Now they blow it back in play. DeShield to Paniton. Paniton up top to Reed. Reed to his right to Cannon. Cannon downloaded to Shield. To Shield back up top to Cannon. Cannon cradling left goes to Crow. Crow back to Cannon. Cannon now on the left wing in front to Reed. Quick shot over the cage out of bounds as it was a catch and shoot from Reed. And now the Mustangs Still with about 15 seconds left in the extra man. Shot from the perimeter. Stopped easily by Taylor out of the stick of Cannon. Two minutes to go. Taylor jukes by DeShield. Taylor now with DeShield trailing. Taylor out across the box. Taylor to the midline. Takes a little hack there. Gets it off to Greg Corbin. And Corbin has it for Salisbury. Back to six on six. So both teams an offer with the extra man so far tonight. As Kluge on for Salisbury. 140 to go in the first half. About 52 degrees when game time started, but with the sun down or dipping into the 40s. Starting to get a little chilly here in Salisbury as Corbin draws a double, gets it to Smith. Smith shot from the perimeter, and Pecunas may have had help from the right pipe there. He got a piece of it on the way in, scooped up by Salisbury. 120 to play. Mustangs need a stop here to take a lead into halftime. This is Smith for Salisbury, spinning on Crow. Crow not usually out there this long on the defensive shift, but hasn't been able to get off. Here's Kluge working against Rose and his long pole. Kluge behind the cage to Corbin. This is Wade Corbin. Corbin with Robinson on him, under a minute to play. Corbin spinning. Corbin fakes the pass. 
And now Robinson takes it away. The Mustangs lead over and cause turnovers, causes another one, a big one here late in the first half. He gets it ahead to Corot. Corot's going to sprint it across midfield, right past the ball. 35 seconds to go in the first half. Corot into the box, and Coach Cantabene calls timeout here with 31 seconds to play as the Mustangs want to set it up. One last shot here coming in the first half. This game has just whizzed right by end-to-end action as we've had a back-and-forth game so far in this one already with four lead changes in the first half. Mustangs on top 4-3 to three as Coach Cantabene wants to set up one play before we head to the half. Mustangs with a one-goal lead presumably will take at least a one-goal lead into the half as they are going to diagram something that's going to use about 15 seconds of clock and then probably get a shot off between the 10 and 12 second range, give them time for a rebound opportunity. Salisbury defensively will probably try to let them use some of that clock and looking for one stop and a clear to take things into the locker room down by one. No love lost for these two teams when they get together, but things have been pretty much on the up and up so far besides the uh, dual matching uh, unsportsmanlike penalties to Zach Hill and Kyle Holacek. Haven't seen a whole lot of rough stuff or a whole lot after the whistle. It's been a good, clean game played by both teams so far end-to-end, and you can certainly feel the intensity building with each possession. As both teams retake the field, Mustangs attacking left to right with 31 seconds left in the second quarter. It's going to be Michael Crow with it on the restart. And officials blow it back into play. Crow quickly to Burgoyne to Rossi. So Peter Green not out there with the first string midfielders. It's Burgoyne instead. Burgoyne with a little bit of a heavier shot. Panneton, Reed, and DeShiel on attack. That pass knocked down by Zeke Smith. And these Salisbury long poles are long. Smith is 6'4". Bayer's over 6 feet. Krause is 6'4". And Reed's pass knocked out of bounds by Smith. Here's Crow on the restart. 14 seconds to go. Crow shot score! Mustangs take a two-goal lead on the goal by Michael Crow. We've got a penalty coming at the end of the play as Crow paid the price. He scores with 11 seconds to go in the first half. Michael Crow, who scored the game winner Saturday night against Lynchburg. Bucket and a bruise there for the Mustangs. As... Coach Cantabene is trying to figure out the call here. Michael Crow with his 13th goal of the season, and he gives the Mustangs the largest lead for any team so far in this one. A two-goal lead for the Mustangs, and Coach Cantabene couldn't have asked for a whole lot more out of that timeout. 20 seconds since the timeout, his Mustangs have a goal and a man advantage, and the Mustangs probably just run out the clock here and start the third with the extra man as DeShield gets into Crow. Crow down low to Cannon. Cannon with five seconds left on the clock, just holding possession. So Stevenson will go to the half with a 5-3 to three lead at Salisbury. They'll start the third with the ball on an extra man as Coach Cantabene high-fiving his players into the locker room and Coach Berkman not happy 
Crosby as he takes off his gloves and heads for his locker room. And Cantabene with the advantage right now as his Mustangs lead the Seagulls 5-3 to three at the half. We'll be right back with the all-access halftime show from Seagull Stadium. This is Mustangs Lacrosse from sfmsports.net. At Qdoba, made from scratch gets a lot of respect. Years ago, that expression didn't even exist. There was no not made from scratch, just fresh ingredients making delicious dishes. Well, when it comes to our cooking, we're a little old-fashioned. That's why we come in early every day to hand-smash our guacamole, hand-chop our pico de gallo, and why we grill our steak and chicken over an open flame. Because doing it the right way is the only surefire way to make it tasty. Qdoba Mexican Grill. Food for people who love food. Isn't it time you gave your career the green light? Stevenson University can help you advance your career with interesting degree programs highly sought by area employers. Whether you want to start or complete your degree, Stevenson offers accelerated and flexible options for working adults. Register now at stevenson.edu for our next Networking for Knowledge information session and sign up for a free career consultation. It's time you give your career the green light at Stevenson University. The Stevenson University Alumni Association has a long-standing tradition of providing many programs that affords the more than 15,000 alumni to stay involved in the college. Through career and internship fairs, alumni happy hours, sporting events and outings, and open houses, the Stevenson University alumni are able to stay connected to the university, students, fellow alumni, and the community to learn about the SU Alumni Association programs and upcoming events. Visit stevenson.edu slash alumni. Your phone may be smart, but is it a face? Listen to high school and college sports on your BlackBerry iPhone or iPad. Go to sfmsports.net and click on how to listen. Then get the app that's right for your phone. Listen to over 1,500 games each year on our five streaming channels, including high school and college sports, on-demand coaches shows, and the Cal Ripken World Series. sfmsports.net mobile is powered by TuneIn Radio. sfmsports.net. Green light. Hey girl, school zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Stevenson Mustangs Lacrosse from SFMSports.net. Now, the all-access halftime show. Halftime here at Seagull Stadium. It's the Mustangs over the Seagulls, 5-3. to three. It's the third-ranked Mustangs taking on the sixth-ranked Salisbury Seagulls. Again, this is their first meeting. That hasn't been a Capital Athletic Conference showdown as it's a... Stevenson playing in a new conference this year in the Commonwealth Conference, but Stevenson and Salisbury keeping the rivalry going. I know lacrosse fans on both sides want to keep this game going as long as possible. Of all these hard-fought games they played since 2007 over the last five and a half years have resulted in a lot of great lacrosse matchups, and you got guys from Salisbury playing at Stevenson. you got guys from the Owings Mills area playing for Salisbury. You mix all that together, you 
shake it up. And it's been a heck of a series that the Mustangs are looking forward to trying to get even in. And it started out Salisbury's way in the first, a goal by Stephen Norris. Less than four minutes into this one, made it one nothing Salisbury with 11.32 to go. Mark Paniton tied things up for the Mustangs with 9.01 to go in the first off a pretty assist from Chris Shiel. Brent Hyken won the ensuing faceoff and scored five seconds later to make it 2-1 to one Mustangs. Norris answered with his second goal a minute and 27 seconds later at the 7.29 mark in the first to make it 2-2. Two to two. Then a minute and 23 seconds later, Norris made it 3-2 to two Salisbury with 6.06 to go. Handon tied it up for the Mustangs less than a minute later in the first to make it 3-3 three to three with 5.25 to go in the first. Didn't have a goal until 8.45 to go in the second. Burgoyne unassisted made it 4-3 to three Mustangs. And then Michael Crow scoring with 11 seconds to go in the first half and drawing a flag at the end of the play. So we got the 5-3 to three Mustangs and they'll start the third with the extra man. So Stevenson with goals from Billy Burgoyne, Pat Cannon, Mark Paniton, Brent Hyken, and Michael Crow. Just one assist. And that's for Krista Shield for Salisbury. All three goals for Stephen Norris. Assist, Rhett DePaul, Eric Kluge, and Wade Corbin. Shots, Stevenson 24 in the first half. Salisbury 18. Stevenson has won six faceoffs out of nine. Clears, Stevenson 8 for 8. Salisbury 9 out of 11. Extra man opportunities. Salisbury 0 for 3. Stevenson 0 for 3. And they're in the middle of their fourth extra man opportunity. 10 saves for Alex Taylor. 6 for Dimitri Petunez. Turnovers, Stevenson 5. Salisbury 7. Goals, Stevenson 5. Salisbury 3. We're at the half. We'll be right back with the Green Turtle scoreboard. This is the all-access halftime show from sfmsports.net. The time has now come when all of their hard work and dedication is put to the ultimate test. They will put it all on the line to become NCAA champions. And you can experience it live. Be there at the 2013 NCAA Divisions 2 and 3 Women's Lacrosse Championships, May 18th and 19th in Owings Mills, Maryland. Hosted by Stevenson University. Get your NCAA championship tickets today at NCAA.com slash tickets and make a date with champions. hard work. But the new easy-to-hold two-liter contour bottle from Coca-Cola makes it a little easier to bring everybody together. More delicious Coke means more sharing. And with more sharing comes more chances for unforgettable family moments around the table. Plan on serving up the new Coca-Cola two-liter contour bottle at your next meal and bring a smile to everyone. SFMSports.net is going to load you up on lax this season. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. Introducing our partnership with the Lacrosse Radio Network. It's the network built by lacrosse fans for lacrosse fans. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. Listen to original shows like these. Good evening, lacrosse fans. You are now listening to the Lacrosse Lounge. I'm your host, Phil Short. 
Hey, this is the Booker Corrigan Show. We like to call it by the book. I am here with Ty Zanders from Inside Lacrosse Magazine. Ty, great to have you on board once again. Good to have you Booker. Lacrosse Radio Network is the only place to hear Canadian Lacrosse League games. To listen to the Lacrosse Radio Network, log on to sfmsports.net. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. At Qdoba, made from scratch gets a lot of respect. Years ago, that expression didn't even exist. There was no not made from scratch, just fresh ingredients making delicious dishes. Well, when it comes to our cooking, we're a little old-fashioned. That's why we come in early every day to hand-smash our guacamole, hand-chop our pico de gallo, and why we grill our steak and chicken over an open flame. Because doing it the right way is the only surefire way to make it tasty. Qdoba Mexican Grill, food for people who love food. This is Stevenson Mustangs Lacrosse online, mobile, and on demand from sfmsports.net. Welcome back to Seagull Stadium here on a Wednesday night. Mustangs over the Seagulls 5-3. to three. And we're going to talk about the Green Turtle out-of-town scoreboard that is brought to you by the Green Turtle. You can stop by the Owings Mills Green Turtle. Check out the new menu featuring fresh new items and fan favorites. The Green Turtle, feed your passion. And Albright at Alvernia, that one also starting at 7 in the Commonwealth Conference. It's got some other scores to update you on, unfortunately. Uh, we've dropped the ball on the halftime scoreboard, but you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at sfmsports.net, and our executive producer is going to get those back on top. Washington and Lee also in action at Bridgewater tonight, and RIT, a 17-4 winner over uh, Geneseo State. Lynchburg, the eighth-ranked team in the country, is at Randolph. That was also a 7 o'clock start, and Cabrini, number 14, played Centenary earlier this afternoon, so we'll get you those scores if you can follow us on the social media. We'll be right back with the second half of play. This is Mustangs Lacrosse from sfmsports.net. Stop into your local Green Turtle any day of the week and discover why they have the best burgers in town. And just to prove it, for a limited time, the Turtle is featuring a different burger every day of the week for only $6.99. Their burgers are fresh, never frozen, certified Angus beef, char-grilled to perfection, and served on a buttered brioche bun. And for only $6.99, you have no excuse not to try one today. Visit thegreenturtle.com for more details and the schedule of featured burgers. The Green Turtle, feed your passion. Back to Mustangs Lacrosse on the Mustang Sports Network from sfmsports.net. Mustangs and Seagulls get ready for the second half of play. Mustangs starting with the ball and the extra man with dabs in the box. Stevenson moving right to left with a two-goal lead and a chance to extend it to three here with the extra man as we start the third quarter of play. They work it around the horn once and to Crow up top. Crow to Cannon. Cannon down low to DeShield. DeShield to Panatin. Panatin back to DeShield behind the cage. DeShield out top looking for Reed in front. Terrell shot. He scores. Reed bottom left corner. Mustangs are doubling up the Seagulls. Six to three with an extra man goal here to start the third quarter. It's pretty silent here in Salisbury with the visiting Mustangs on top six to three. 
as Tyler Reed gets his first of the night. Pat Cannon picking up the assist for the Mustangs. And with 14.26 to go, Stevenson on top of Salisbury, 6-3. to As they face it off in the middle, Grinelli and Hiking. Grinelli rakes it back. Grinelli trying to scoop it one-handed, pushes it near his own sideline. Grinelli then shoved near the sideline, out of bounds. Mustangs ball. So Grinelli won the faceoff, and he couldn't scoop it till he was close to the sideline. Coach Berkman livid over this call as well. And the Mustangs on top by three, their largest lead of the night. They've scored three in a row after this one. Uh, they've scored four in a row after falling behind three to two with 6.06 to go in the first. Salisbury did not score a goal in the second quarter. And now the Mustangs have possession. They've got the second string middies out there already. Tompkins, Tompkins, and Burgoyne. So Coach Candabene going with that second midfield unit that's had so many quality shifts so far this year. Zeke Smith out on Glenn Tompkins. Tompkins trying to shake loose from Big Z. And that ball knocked to the ground by Bayer. Bayer trying to scoop it to himself. It's knocked out of bounds by Cannon. He was trying to rake it along the turf to himself. Cannon stopped it with his foot and then knocked it out of bounds. So Salisbury will have possession as Bayer goes back to Taylor. Taylor floats it to midfield to Dabs. And Dabs, the freshman from St. Mary City, Maryland, gets it into the box. He's a short stick midi. And Dabs now heading off the field as Salisbury attacking left to right. And Stevenson looking for a stop up by three. This is Tyler Smith. He's got a late charging Eric Kluge. Kluge down the right wing with a full head of steam as he was waiting for some substitutions to sprint on. And now Kluge goes back to Smith, number 19. Smith cradling against Moody. Dumps it off to Greg Corbin. Corbin back to Smith. Salisbury looking for a good shot as now fans have lined up on that far sideline. They're almost too deep with the stands underneath us. There's stands on the far side with people in them as well. Here's Corbin to Smith. Smith fakes a shot. Smith working against the shorter Corot. Skip pass. Shot from the perimeter. Never got there. Went wide off the stick of Kluge. So Kluge, number 40, shooting wide. Tim Holes going nuts for the Mustangs, trying to encourage his defense. Now he gets it up top to Greg Corbin. Here's Salisbury. Had the ball for over a minute here. Greg Corbin now taking a pick. Bodies go flying. Corbin dodging toward the middle. Now Corbin backpedaling out. Corbin shot. Easy stop for Pacunas from about 15 yards out. Corbin shot it right into the stick of Pacunas. He could have stopped that one with his eyes closed as Robinson now back to Pacunas. Pacunas to Holacek. Holacek takes a pass and goes back to Bakunas. Bakunas in the near side to Rossi. Rossi under pressure. Gets it across midfield, but he's near the sideline. Rossi's got to be careful. Now he flows by Stone and into the box for the Mustangs. Three and a half minutes gone by here in the third. Mustangs have extended their lead to 6-3. to three. They've got a possession. They can make it a four-goal game here. Rossi blows by toward the middle, shot it over the cage. He was trying to go upstairs on Taylor, and he put it about two feet over the cage. 
Injured Mustang score. An injured Siegel on the play. A quick restart, and Tyler Reed takes advantage as Josh Martin was hobbling around trying to speak to the official. A quick restart by the Mustangs, and that's as easy as a goal as Tyler Reed will score all season. A restart, and nobody was on Reed. Reed with back-to-back goals, and the Mustangs take a 7-3 lead with 11.09 to play, and those new rules helping the Mustangs there with the quick restarts. And now a free face-off whistle against Grinelli. So the Mustangs have it into the sick of Peter Green. Green ahead to DeShield. Mustangs with their largest lead of the night. They're up four. They've scored five in a row in this one. DeShield behind the cage. DeShield to Burgoyne. Burgoyne looking for a shot on Anderson. Now goes back to DeShield behind the cage. So DeShield with just one assist so far tonight from the Mustangs with a four-goal lead looking for more on offense. This is Burgoyne behind the cage for Salisbury. Burgoyne coming around to the left side. Wrap around, he scores! Billy Burgoyne's got his second unassisted goal of the night. And the Mustangs take an 8-3 lead at Seagull Stadium. 10.30 to go in this one. Two goals for Billy Burgoyne. And the Mustangs lead it by a handful, 8-3. And for Burgoyne, that's his 12th of the season. And Salisbury silent here at Seagull Stadium. As you're going to hear the Mustang fans starting to take over. Hiking, not taking this face off. It's Wyatt. Wyatt moved early. So it's a pre-face-off whistle against Wyatt. And it'll give possession to Salisbury. This is Dabs quickly into the box. Gets it to Zeke Smith, the long pole. Smith doesn't really look like he wants it. Smith cradling out of trouble. Gets it to Greg Corbin. Mustangs on defense with a five-goal lead over Salisbury. Here comes Tyler Smith down the right wing. Goes to DePaul behind the cage. They work it to Wade Corbin. Wade Corbin, number 14, with Cal Robinson all over him. Robinson forces him near the end line. Now he gets it to DePaul. DePaul with Holacek on him. He's one of the bigger attackmen that the Mustangs have seen. DePaul bowling his way behind the cage. DePaul now trying to tiptoe the line. Tried to get to Wade Corbin. Corbin couldn't handle it. Gets it to Tyler Smith. Mustangs wanted a moving pick call there. Didn't get it. Here's a man open in front behind the head score for number 14, Wade Corbin, set up by DePaul. It was a broken play. Rhett DePaul with the assist for Salisbury. It's an 8-4 game with 9.29 to go. Uh, A broken play there. And another cutter right down the middle against the Mustangs. That's how the last three have been scored by Salisbury. And for Salisbury, that stops their drought of goals in this one that was approaching 30 minutes. They were about 27 minutes between goals. So the Mustangs still have a four-goal lead as Wyatt and Grinelli fight for it. And Zeke Smith comes up with it for the Mustangs. So Smith, who was exclusively a close defender last year, now a long stick midi for the uh, Seagulls. Smith still cradling now gets to Greg Corvin. Corvin 
playing a much larger role for the Seagulls this year than last, going down the left wing. Corbin spinning. And now Corbin gets rid of it to Kluge, also playing a much bigger role this season. The newcomer, Tyler Smith. Smith back to Kluge, to Corbin. Corbin spinning with Moody on him. Now goes back up top to Kluge. 8.40 to go in the third. Mustangs on top, 8-4. to four. Kluge spinning, jump shot left hand, he scores. Bottom left. That's two goals in a row for Salisbury. Kluge with his 23rd goal of the season. And the Mustangs have allowed Salisbury to build a little momentum after scoring three in a row to start the third. Back-to-back goals for Salisbury less than a minute apart. And the Mustangs need a possession here to stop this momentum. Hyken and Grinelli. Hyken wins it clean. Hyken looking for help. Hyken trying to get it to Green. It's loose on the ground, scooped up by the Seagulls. Here comes Dabs across midfield. Dabs with Green on him. Dabs gets it to Stone, and Hyken just never looked comfortable with the ball after winning that faceoff. Stone into the box for Salisbury. Mustangs have lost the momentum here after scoring three in a row to start the third and six unanswered. Going back to the first, it's Salisbury with back-to-back goals. Seagulls moving left to right. Mustangs need a stop here, leading by three, almost midway through the third. Here's Brady DeShiel. Brady DeShiel gets by Green, now picked up by Robinson. Robinson goes behind the cage. Now here comes Brady DeShiel, open in front, and Pacunas made the save. Look behind him. It was loose near the goal line, and Pacunas made the save as the Mustangs just lost control of who had who. And Brady DeShield came wide open in front of the cage. And Bakunas just got enough of it to keep it out as Burgoyne clears it from the Mustangs. Burgoyne into the box. And now the Mustangs with a much-needed offensive possession here. It's been all Salisbury the last two and a half minutes. And now the Mustangs stretch out that D as Paniton Works it to Nick Rossi. They get it around the horn once. Now Rossi on the left wing. Rossi trying to go by Stone. Stone meets him step for step. Rossi inching towards the cage. Rossi draws the double. Now Rossi peeling away from Bayer. Now draws the long stick of Bayer. The Shield's got a short stick on him behind the cage. And now a whistle blown as Rossi's helmet got knocked loose, so they're able to get the short stick back on Rossi, long pull back on the shield, so a break there for the Seagulls. You can hear the Seagull fans stomping, shaking this whole stadium. Here's the shield with a pick behind the cage with Reed. Reed now has it behind the net. Reed just standing there flat-footed. Nobody's on him. Now Taylor creeps out of the cage. So no one's in between the pipes as Taylor comes out from the left side on Reed. Reed turned around, wrapped around, tried to get it drilled by Martin. It came loose. Anderson has it up to New Kraus. Here come the Seagulls. Four on four in transition. Kraus with a long pole. Bounce shot high over the cage. And New Kraus will retreat. And again, plays the game a lot like Cal Robinson. Physical and aggressive. Not afraid to get across midfield. They've both got that long blonde hair coming out of the cage. Or Robinson has dark hair out of the back of the helmet. Big physical defenders from faraway lands. 
California and Australia. Seagulls with the ball. Moving left to right. They've scored two in a row. Mustangs, though, able to stop a little momentum with a stop on the last possession and a long possession. Ball loose behind the cage. Pass is headed for Wade Corbin. Scooped up by Holacek for the Mustangs. Here comes Holacek. Pass up ahead to Burgoyne. Burgoyne to Rubenstein. Rubenstein had to turn and knocked it down. Rubenstein couldn't scoop it, and Kluge has it for the Seagulls. Sloppy passing there by the Mustangs. Here comes Salisbury with a head of steam. It's Kluge to the middle. He's got a man open in front. Turnaround shot. Bakuna has got a wrist on it and able to scoop it for the Mustangs. Big save there by Pacunez. He gets ahead to Moody. Moody trying to get it across midfield. Able to do so. He's double teamed here. Trapped in the corner. Moody had it knocked out of bounds. It'll be Seagull's ball. He stepped across midfield, and it was the sideline helping out the trapping defense. And they trapped him right when he got across midfield. Lost it. Here's an open man in front. Turnaround goal for the Seagulls. Are you kidding me? Wade Corbin with his back to the cage, a quick stick where he caught the pass at his waist and just shoveled it between his legs. No look. Beat Nakunez. Quick restart. Helps the Seagulls this time. Wade Corbin with his second highlight reel goal in the third for Salisbury. And it's 8-6. to six. Mustangs, but they were ahead 8-3, to three, losing their grip a little bit here. The 4.47 to go in the third. You get the feeling the Mustangs just need to get this thing to the fourth with a two-goal lead. Mustangs win the faceoff. Flag coming against Salisbury as the Mustangs working back to the goalie, and now Holacek has it for Stevenson. Holacek up ahead to Hannaton. Hannaton working on Kraus. Kraus knocked it loose. And Salisbury scoops it. Robinson has it. Uh, excuse me, that's Marty Wallace for Salisbury, number 10. But it'll be a penalty upcoming against Salisbury with 4.23 to go in the third. Mustangs have allowed three in a row back to the Mustangs after scoring three in a row here in the third. So we're back to where we started with a two-goal lead for the Mustangs and the Mustangs on the extra man. Stevenson one for four tonight. They scored on that extra man to start the third. Penalty full-time serve to Norris. The shot to the head. Mustangs with Rossi, Crow, Cannon, Reed, DeShiel, and Paniton out there. They're working around the horn once. DeShiel has it back behind the cage to Cannon. Cannon to Rossi. Rossi fakes left, goes right to Cannon. Cannon downloaded to Shield. To Shield to Paniton. Paniton back to the Shield. Under four to play in the third. Skip pass to Crow. Crow couldn't handle it. Goes off his stick, out of bounds. I'm not sure if Zeke Smith didn't deflect that pass, and then Crow had it bounce off his stick and go high and out of bounds. Turnover by the Mustangs. Salisbury working on the clear. They get it to Chris Bianc, and Bianc across midfield into the box. Norris still in the box as they work it to James Burton. Burton rumbling left to right for the Seagulls as Moody went down. Still Salisbury working five on six here, waiting for the penalty to Norris to expire before heading toward the cage. Mustangs on top by two, but it sure feels a lot like Saturday night 
when they relinquished that four-goal lead to Lynchburg late in the game, except now we've got over 18 minutes of play left, not just three. Holacek with a takeaway behind the cage. Holacek working it to the near sideline. That pass too far in front of Robinson. Robinson almost catches up to it, tries to save it in front of the Salisbury bench, unable to do so. I'm not sure what Coach Berkman so angry about. Oh, it's because they gave it to the Mustangs. Here's the Mustangs off the quick restart to DeShield. Salisbury attacking DeShield like sharks. And now DeShield able to slow things down. So Berkman was livid because they gave that ball back to the Mustangs. Certainly looked from this angle like it was off Robinson as I kind of lost it in front of all the bodies in front of the Salisbury net. Back to six on six. Here's Panatin. And that goal is waved off. That's why Pennington was so wide open. A whistle blew early. And the Mustangs turn it over. Here comes Salisbury moving left to right across midfield. Into the box is Bayer. Now playing close defense for Salisbury. He's a long stick midi most of last year or maybe a fourth or fifth defender at some point. This is Greg Corbett into the box for Salisbury. And now he waits for more offensive artillery in the form of Eric Kluge scored one tonight. He's got 23 on the season. And Salisbury with the senior Kluge, you know, they just pull him out. Uh, he was a third string player last year and thrust into a starting role this year. 23 goals as a senior and he gets it to junior Greg Corbin. Corbin little pick and roll action with Kluge. Shot score! It's 8-7. to seven. Kluge from Corbin. One forty-one to go in the third. Corbin with the assist, and I don't know if you're watching at home or just listening, but that was exactly like that Princeton offensive play that Lynchburg used as Corbin just cut in front of Kluge, dumped it off to him, kind of sets what sort of looks like a moving pick, and Kluge with a full head of steam, a right-handed shot, with his body going toward the cage, as Booker likes to see. And Hyken went a big face off of the Mustangs. Salisbury scored four in a row. Mustangs on top, eight to seven, after they stormed out to an eight to three lead out of the locker room. Five to three at the half. And now the Mustangs moving right to left. Desperately need to get to the fourth quarter with the lead. Handed, lost it, threw it away. Double team behind the cage. Bayer picked it off. Here's Alex Taylor for Salisbury. He gets it ahead to Dabs. And Dabs with the clear for Salisbury, shaking his wrist as he gets it to Tim Stone. Stone into the box with a minute to play in the third. Stone back out to Corvin. Corvin, Smith, and Kluge on for Salisbury as they move left to right. What a game so far. 8-7 Mustangs with 40 seconds to go. Mustangs need a stop to take a lead into the fourth. This is Greg Corvin working on Corot. Corvin down the left wing. Corvin fakes the pass behind the cage. Now gets rid of it to his cousin Wade. Corvin, 30 seconds to go. Corvin, low shot stopped, loose in front of the cage. They pile up and fight for it. Flag in the air. And I believe that's going to go against Salisbury with 23 seconds to go in the third. 
look like a cross check on number 21, Stephen Norris. And that's certainly a huge penalty to take here late in the third. It's going to be a one-minute penalty on number 21, Norris. So he's got three goals and two penalties so far in this one. He's won away, a uh, fight away from a Gordy Howe hat trick here late in the third. Norris, not happy about that. So, again, the Mustangs can just play keep away for 23 seconds, and they'll be able to start the fourth with a 37-second man advantage and a one-goal lead. They get it behind the cage to DeShield, to Cannon, to Rossi. Rossi to Crow. Looks like they're going to work for a shot here. The right wing to Cannon, behind the cage to DeShield. DeShield to Cannon, seven seconds to go. Rossi in front, stoned! by Taylor with five seconds to play. Taylor runs out the clock. Definitely the save of the game as Rossi was wide open right in front of the cage and Taylor came out and stoned him. All Salisbury with the momentum but Stevenson has the lead 8-7 to seven. as we head to the fourth. Mustangs will have the man advantage. This is Mustangs Lacrosse from SFMSports.net. At Qdoba, made from scratch gets a lot of respect. Years ago, that expression didn't even exist. There was no not made from scratch, just fresh ingredients making delicious dishes. Well, when it comes to our cooking, we're a little old-fashioned. That's why we come in early every day to hand-smash our guacamole, hand-chop our pico de gallo, and why we grill our steak and chicken over an open flame. Because doing it the right way is the only surefire way to make it tasty. Qdoba Mexican Grill, food for people who love food. The time has now come when all of their hard work and dedication is put to the ultimate test. They will put it all on the line to become NCAA champions. And you can experience it live. Be there at the 2013 NCAA Divisions 2 and 3 Women's Lacrosse Championships, May 18th and 19th in Owings Mills, Maryland, hosted by Stevenson University. Get your NCAA championship tickets today at NCAA.com slash tickets and make a date with champions. This is Stevenson Mustangs Lacrosse online, mobile, and on demand from SFMSports.net. Fans on their feet at Seagull Stadium as they've watched the Seagulls claw their way back into this one after falling behind 8-3 to three with 10.5 to go in the third. Salisbury has scored four straight, but it's the Mustangs clinging to an 8-7 to seven lead through three. Sid Zweigbaum here with you live at Seagull Stadium on SFMSports.net. Mustangs out shooting the Seagulls 30-28 to 28 as Stevenson turned it over a few times there. Perfect 8-for-8 eight eight for clears in the first half there. Just 3-for-6 on clears in the third. Salisbury 5 Five for five, a big reason they're back into this one. Salisbury still 0 for 3 with the extra man. And Stevenson, 1 for 5, working on number 6 here as Salisbury will start it with the ball on the restart. Stevenson attacking left to right. They've got an extra man for about 37 more seconds. As Corbin working on the clear from the Salisbury end. Corbin... Gets it back to Taylor, the goalie. And Taylor now trying to kill clock. 15 seconds gone by. Still 20 left on the extra man. Taylor sprints down the far sideline and gets it to Zeke Smith. Smith into the box. Salisbury's got numbers. Smith working to the middle with the long. It's falling as he tried to shoot it. Lost it. 
And it is still scooped up by Smith. Now he knocks it near the end line. Smith saves it over his head. It goes out of bounds on the far sideline for the Mustangs. So the Mustangs get it across midfield. We're back to six on six. Penalty expires. Stevenson now one for six with the extra man. Shot by Green. Turned aside by Taylor. Who's going to be the hero for either team tonight? And it still could be anyone in this one goal affair as the shield takes a pick from Reed. Reed behind the cage. Reed faking. Reed coming out from the left side. Works it to Crow. Now it's Rossi down the right wing. Rossi's got five career goals against the Mustangs. Has not scored tonight. Rossi has his pass deflected out of bounds and a penalty coming to Preston Dabs and the Salisbury faithful are not happy but that's good news for the Mustangs as they lead this one by one eight to seven 13.49 to go in this one Stevenson going on the extra man for the seventh time and it's something Booker and I have talked about the Mustang extra man all year coming into this one in the low 20 range and something they've been trying to improve for the better part of the last two years since the Jimmy Daly, you know, Bartholomew days. And now Stevenson with a shot from the left wing goes wide of the cage off the stick of Paniton. Paniton with one goal tonight, two for Reed and Burgoyne. This is Cannon behind the cage to DeShield. Cannon, DeShield, Rossi, Crow, Reed, and Paniton. Crow. To Rossi. Rossi winding, fires, stopped by Taylor at his feet. He scoops it and passes it ahead to Stone. Stone across midfield. Salisbury attacking five on six. Now Stone trying to kill Clock. Still in the box is Dabs. Mustangs not pressuring the ball here with an extra man. Salisbury just walking with it. It's Greg Corbin. Now he's waiting for Dab's penalty to expire, and it does, and Kluge back on. So one for seven now. Stevenson with the extra man. Certainly the Mustangs could have had a couple more. Here comes Corbin down the right wing. Corbin behind the cage now. Corbin coming around from the left side. Mustangs double team. Pass to the open man is DeShield. Brady DeShield lost it. And ball is loose. Mustang scoop it. Parker Bratton. Bratton ahead to Crow. Crow with the clear. Crow sprinting into the box. Five on five break. Crow thinking about a shot. Gets it to Reed. Downloaded to Shield. Chris to Shield for the Mustangs. Working it back toward the end line with New Kraus on him. And that's a tough matchup for DeShield. Flag coming again against Salisbury. We've got two in the air. Two flags against Salisbury. Could just be one penalty, but two flags thrown. Three minutes gone by here in the fourth. Salisbury trailing Stevenson eight to seven. Mustangs still with the lead. Although it's looking more and more precarious. They once led it eight to three. Now it's eight to seven. And we've been down this road before as recently as Saturday. And it still worked out the Mustangs way. Mustangs eleven and a half minutes away. From a victory, leading by one. Mustangs using some clock. Here's Reed coming around from the left side. Reed draws a double team. Reed behind the cage to DeShield. Again, there's flags coming against Salisbury down on the field. So as soon as Salisbury touches up, 
Stevenson will go back with the extra man. And now Matt Tompkins up top to Burgoyne. Good long possession here for the Mustangs. Burgoyne draws a double team, draws two defenders. DeShield couldn't handle the pass as one defender slipped down, and Taylor comes out of the cage. He likes to come out of the cage for these Seagulls and gets the touch-up. So we've got a penalty coming up against Salisbury with 11.02 to go in the fourth. It looks like it's going to be Dabs again. And an offside penalty, it looks like, against Salisbury. 11.02 on the clock. Eighth extra man opportunity of the night for the Mustangs. It's the same six. Crow, Cannon, DeShield, Paninton, Reed, Rossi. Reed and Rossi hanging out near the crease. Crow on the perimeter. Now Rossi picks and pops up top. Rossi pressured heavily by Martin. Lost it. Scooped up by Stone. Stone lost it. And now they give it back to Salisbury on the shove from behind by Rossi. Salisbury, quick pickup ahead to Bayer. Bayer has it for the Seagulls. Into the box, five on six. Penalty coming against Stevenson. There's a lot of flags in the last couple of minutes. So Salisbury with the ball, down by one, waiting for the penalty to expire to Dabs. And we're back to six on six. So Dabs, the freshman, with two penalties back-to-back, and the Mustangs couldn't make them pay. Here's Kluge down the left wing. Penalty is coming against Stevenson. That pass across midfield to Cannon, and now Cannon took a shot at the end of the play. That's really the first instance we've had of anything after the whistle, and immediately he was tapped on the head by Bayer, almost an apology by Bayer for shoving Cannon after the whistle. And a penalty upcoming against the Mustangs. It'll be the team leader in penalties, Cal Robinson, with his first trip to the penalty box tonight. A penalty is against Rossi. Robinson coming out for a breather, not on this man down unit. Salisbury 0 for 3 with the extra man, and this one could tie it. 10.05 to play. Penalty against Rossi. Rossi let his frustration on the turnover get the best of him on the defensive end. Again, with the quick restarts, here's the Paul behind the cage. The Paul to DeShield. DeShield shooting stopped by Pacunez. Big save for Dimitri. Ball loose to Shield fighting for it for Salisbury. And the Mustangs have it. Humphrey floats it to the near sideline to Bratton. Big save there by Pacunez, who hasn't been tested a lot here in the fourth. Green falls down, hangs onto the ball. Now it's knocked loose by Brady to Shield. Ball rolling toward the Stevenson goal, scooped up by Rubenstein for the Mustangs. And Rubenstein. So Bratton, Bratton can't handle the pass, and now he saves it just before he stepped out of bounds right in front of the Salisbury bench. Bratton, though, throws it away. He tried to throw a full-length pass ahead to Cannon, and Cannon standing at five foot six would have needed to be seven foot six to have a shot at that one. It went three feet over his head. And now the Seagulls have it back once again, trailing by one. Mustangs need a stop to hang on to the lead. Nine minutes to go in the fourth. No goals scored so far in the fourth quarter. Tyler Smith moving right to left. And now it's Kluge. Kluge. Working on Pumphrey. Gets by Pumphrey. Pumphrey knocks it loose from behind. Double teaming with Green. Now Green on Kluge, the short six. 
screen. Now they work it around to Corvin to Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith down the left wing, trying to get to the middle. Rubenstein slides, and Salisbury works it back on the perimeter. This is Kluge. Kluge, left-hand shot way over the cage. He got a good rip on that one. And the Mustangs still in the lead, 8-7, 8-29 to go in the fourth. To Paul on the restart to Brady to Shield. To Shield to Cutty Corbin. Corbin bounced it short of the goal and it went wide. You could tell that thing stuck in his stick a little bit. He didn't get the release he wanted. As that shot was almost like a, a knuckleball, soft and wide of the cage. 8 7 Mustangs, 8 21 to go. Salisbury with possession. They've won four in a row in this series. Stevenson's last win did come here. At Seagull Stadium in April 2011. Here's Kluge losing the ball. Kluge goes down. He falls on the ball. It's still loose in the Seagull sideline. A push from behind. Foul on Stevenson. It'll be Salisbury ball. Quick restart. Here's the ball behind the cage. Not marked. The ball in front. has got open man. Goalie out of the cage. And now Pacuna is back in the cage. The shield couldn't get off a shot. Penalty coming against Corot. Salisbury throws it away. And they threw it right out of bounds. As Poogie wasn't paying attention, Corot is going to go to the box. An illegal body check to the head on Corot. It's going to be one minute full-time serve with 7.54 to go. So Salisbury 0 for 4 with the extra man. And they get away with one there as they threw that ball away out of bounds. But it'll be Salisbury ball because of the penalty to Corot. Full-time serve penalty. Salisbury trailing by one. The Mustangs just killed one with a good save by Bakunas on DeShield. See if the Mustangs have another stop in their sleeve. Salisbury 0 for 4 with the extra man. They pass it around the horn once. Back to Greg Corvin to the far sideline to Norris. Norris behind the cage to DePaul. To Paul. To Brady to Shield. He's got a man in front. Couldn't handle the pass. Parker Bratton trying to scoop it. He couldn't get it yet. Now Bratton taken down from behind. Ball still loose. Scooped up by Holacek. We got a flag on the play. And we've got another flag. So one player flagged originally on the play. Then DePaul went over and said something to the referee, and he picked one up. An unsportsmanlike call definitely against DePaul. And I'm assuming the first one going against Salisbury, and that's why DePaul was mad in the first place. So Stevenson is looking at going from one man down, and I believe they're going to be one man up now after two penalties on the play. One on DePaul and one on Greg Corbin. So DePaul picked up an unsportsmanlike as we wait for the official call. So a slash and an unsportsmanlike on DePaul. So he's going to be in the box for a minute. So we're going to be five on five. So DePaul's going to be in the box for a minute, but Caro's still in the box for 30 for the Mustangs. It's going to be five on five for about 30 seconds, and then the Mustangs will have a man advantage. Here's Rossi from the perimeter. Shot at Taylor. Stopped it. Now Taylor sprinting way out of the cage. Taylor out of the box. Ahead to Kraus. Kraus makes a juggling catch, and now Kraus with a long stick gets it to Stone. Stone into the box for Salisbury. Salisbury attacking 
four on five here, now five on five. Corbin didn't go into the field. Salisbury wants a slash called on Crow there. Didn't get the call. And now Salisbury is attacking five on six. So Crow out of the box for Stevenson. And here comes Corbin down the middle. Usually they just try to kill the clock. Corbin, though, looking for some offense, attacking five on six. Six and a half to go. Mustangs on top, eight to seven. Corbin with Rossi on him. DePaul still in the box for Salisbury. Stevenson now finally double-teaming with Rossi and Robinson behind the cage, trying to push Corbin out of bounds. Corbin traps himself in the left-hand corner behind the back pass, and a timeout wisely called by Jim Berkman as he sensed a turnover there. 6-11 to go in the fourth. Mustangs on top, 8-7 to in this top-10 Division Three men's lacrosse matchup between the third-ranked Stevenson Mustangs and the sixth-ranked Salisbury Seagulls. Well, the best teams in NCAA Division Two and three women's lacrosse will be coming to Owens, Owings Mills as Stevenson is set to host the NCAA Division Two and three women's lacrosse finals. The semifinals for both divisions will be played Saturday, May 18th with the championship games on Sunday, May the 19th. You can get more details at NCAA.com. So 6-11 to go in this one. We have not had a goal in the fourth. Our, all of our scoring in the second half took place in the third. It was 5-3 to three Mustangs at the half. Stevenson scoring the first three goals of the third, and then Salisbury responding with four in a row to make it an 8-7 to seven game. Both teams have had a plethora of extra man opportunities. Stevenson 1 for 9, Salisbury 0 for 5, and both teams 0 for 2 here in the fourth as nobody seems like they want to score big saves by Bakunas and Taylor as both goalies in similar situations. Taylor in his second year as a starter for Salisbury, he took over for a four-year starter in Salisbury as Bakunas took over for a four-year starter in place of Ian Bolland as Taylor took over for All-American Johnny Rodriguez. And Taylor in his first year as a starter went undefeated and won a national championship. So both goalies with similar shoes to fill and Ian Bolland and Johnny Rodriguez. Salisbury getting ready to restart, still down a man. And Holacek sent to the sideline. He's got blood on him. He has to come out of this game. And they've got to get Kyle cleaned up pretty quickly here. Now Robinson and Humphrey double-teaming Corbin on the restart. He rolls it to Kluge on the near sideline. Salisbury still a man down for about 15 more seconds. Here's Kluge now double-teamed by Moody and Robinson. Kluge driving down the right wing. Kluge shoots and ties it. He tied it at eight man down. Kluge with a hat trick. Norris with a hat trick. Kluge, the second player in this one with a hat trick. He ties it man down with 5.56 to go in the fourth. Salisbury is 0 for 5 with the extra man, and they score a goal man down. And the last time these two teams played a one-goal game was April 14th last season when Salisbury pulled one out at the end. Almost a similar storyline with the Mustangs ahead by... 
four goals in the second half and Salisbury coming back to win 11 to 10 in regulation. They also played a one goal game. May 23rd, 2010, here in Salisbury in overtime. Bianc wins the ensuing faceoff for the Seagulls. And Salisbury has tied this thing 8-8 eight to eight with five in a row. So Stevenson scored six in a row from the first to the third. And Salisbury has tied it up with five in a row in the second half. The latest, a man goal down by Eric Kluge as he has a hat trick joining teammate Stephen Norris for the game-high three goals. Still man down with Rhett DePaul on the sidelines, serving the unsportsmanlike part of that slashing penalty. So Salisbury now finally back to six on six. Here's Kluge taking a pick, and the Mustangs have to stop number 40, something they should be used to doing in practice is stopping their own number 40. Here's Robinson on Tyler Smith. Under five to play. Eight to eight is our score. Smith with a fancy pass behind the back to Corbin. Corbin, number nine, with number nine, Holacek on him. Holacek looked like he got a piece of the helmet. They didn't call it. Here's Corbin falling to the ground. Coach Berkman screaming for a timeout. Flag coming against the Mustangs. How about that for irony? A flag thrown on the play as Coach Berkman was screaming for a timeout when Corbin went down. So if they would have given Berkman the timeout, there would have been no penalty against the Mustangs. And now Berkman gets the timeout. Salisbury 0 for 5 with the extra man. We'll take a quick break here from Seagull Stadium. Salisbury and Stevenson tied at 8. When we come back, the Mustangs are a man down. This is Mustangs Lacrosse from sfmsports.net. SFMSports.net is going to load you up on lax this season. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. Introducing our partnership with the Lacrosse Radio Network. It's the network built by lacrosse fans for lacrosse fans. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. Listen to original shows like these. Good evening, lacrosse fans. You are now listening to the Lacrosse Lounge. I'm your host, Phil Short. Hey, this is the Booker Corrigan Show. We like to call it By the Book. I am here with Ty Sanders from Inside Lacrosse Magazine. Ty, great to have you on board once again. Good to have you, Booker. Lacrosse Radio Network is the only place to hear Canadian Lacrosse League games. To listen to the Lacrosse Radio Network, log on to sfmsports.net. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. Welcome back to Seagull Stadium. 4.40 to go in the fourth. Mustangs have relinquished the lead that they once held 8-3. It's now 8-8. And Salisbury has a man advantage coming here with a penalty to Cal Robinson. So Robinson, the Mustangs team leader in penalties, taking his first trip to the box at the worst possible time. Here's Brady DeShield for the Seagulls. Gets it behind the cage to Corbin. Corbin to Smith. This penalty started with 4.40 to go. Nepal back to Smith. Smith winds, fires, and it's steered wide by Bakuna. It looked like he might have got a little piece of that one. Salisbury didn't really have a clear-cut man behind the cage, but they did get it on the restart. Here's Corbin. 
directing the offense from behind the cage. A little invert here. Corbin behind, looking for a man in front. It's deflected across the timeline. It rolls all the way back to midfield. Chris is still fighting for it. They're fighting for it on the Salisbury defensive side of midfield. Mustangs trying to scoop it, but they're killing invaluable time here. And it's finally flung into Shield. The Shield ahead to Pumphrey. Two on one with Paniton. Paniton down the right wing. Back to Pumphrey. Pumphrey couldn't handle it. He's got a long stick and he couldn't handle the pass. Rubenstein scoops it up for the Mustangs. And now head coach Paul Candabene all in the referee's face screaming for a timeout. He finally gets it. And coach Candabene drawing the ire of the Seagull fans. And the Mustangs now had a two-on-one there with Paniton. And we all know Mark Paniton loves to score. He's got 28 goals this season. He's got two assists. And he was looking for assist number three there with the two-on-one down low with Humphrey. But Humphrey with the long stick, the long stick midi, maybe not the guy who you want taking that shot. I think we'll all take Paniton streaking down the wing, one-on-one with the defender and a goalie over a pass to uh, Humphrey, who does not have a goal on the season and has the long stick. So Coach Cantabene using a timeout here with the Mustangs tied 8-8. Eight to eight. Good news is they've killed off the man down situation successfully. Salisbury 0 for 6 with the extra man. Stevenson not much better, 1 for 8. And in a game that's had end-to-end action and scoring from all parts of the field, perimeter shots in close, it's amazing that these two teams are a combined 1 for 14 with the extra man. And Salisbury now the ones on defense. Mustangs, chance to set up a play here. The Mustangs still attacking five on six, so they are down a man about 15 more seconds. They don't have the time on the clock here on the scoreboard like at Mustang Stadium. So Rossi back on. They are six on six. It's about five seconds after the restart. The Mustangs are back to six on six. Three and a half to go. Tied eight to eight. Who wants to be the hero for the Mustangs? Last time, it was Michael Crow. Nick Rossi out to Peter Green. Green, Rossi, and Crow. First string middies out there with Hannaton, Reed, and Chris DeShiel. Neither DeShiel has scored in this one. Chris with the assist, the only point out of the DeShiel brothers. Chris with it behind the cage for Salisbury. Gets it to Nick Rossi. Three minutes to go. Eight to eight. Stevenson at Salisbury. Number 15, Nick Rossi. And he had it knocked loose by number eight, Preston Dabbs. Rossi wearing number 15. Coming around from the left side, Rossi wrap around and didn't get there. It comes out of bounds in front of the Seagull bench. Excuse me, in front of the Mustang bench. And the Seagull fans got excited, but it was a shot. And Stevenson the closest to it, so they will retain possession. DeShiel has it now coming up. Goal line extended down the right wing. Two and a half to play. 
to Shield. So Burgoyne, Burgoyne off the hop. Now out there with Crow and Green. So Burgoyne's got two goals in this one. He's the second streak from Mitty. Out there getting some run with the first stringers. Burgoyne down the right wing. Got a heavy shot. Burgoyne shot it wide. And Hannington almost had a chance to deflect it. A penalty coming against Salisbury with 2.11 to play. Burgoyne with the drive down the right wing draws the penalty. And he also got off a shot headed for the bottom left corner. And Burgoyne almost put Salisbury in front. And Coach Cantabene is going to leave Burgoyne out there in place of Rossi. So Rossi, who came into this one with five career goals against Salisbury, more than any Mustang on the roster, has been replaced on this extra man unit by Burgoyne. So it's Burgoyne, Reed, Crow, Hannington, Cannon, and DeShiel. And you can't blame Cantabene for making an adjustment. They're one for eight with the extra man. Two minutes to go. Mustangs with the extra man. Dabs in the box for the third time tonight. They work it up top to Crow. Crow, skip pass to DeShiel. DeShiel working toward the middle. Skip pass back to Crow. Crow from the left wing. Now up top to DeShiel. DeShiel on the right wing. Down low to Cannon. Cannon, turn around, he scored! Mustangs take the lead. 139 to go. Cannon from DeShiel. And Stevenson with a one-goal lead with 139 to go. What a shot by Pat Cannon as he was creeping around. Goal line extended from the right side of the cage. And the little lefty with the biggest goal of the season for number 28, Pat Cannon, his second tonight, eighth of the year. Mustangs take a 9-8 lead. Chris DeShiel, the Salisbury native, picking up the assist. They're two for nine with the extra man, and it leads to goal number nine. Huge face-off here. Bianc, Wyatt, both wearing number 25. Salisbury has it. Salisbury has it down by one. Anderson's got it for Salisbury. Seagulls are out of timeouts. Bianc now has it for the Salisbury Seagulls. Greg Corbin on. Corbin to Kluge. It's Corbin, Kluge, Smith, Nepal, Wade Corbin, and Stephen Norris, who's got a hat trick. Two players on the field for Salisbury with a hat trick. They're just playing catch out near midfield. Here comes Kluge on Rubenstein. They get a pick for Smith. Smith underhand shot wide of the cage. Paul leaped and let it go between his legs as Pacunas raced after him. 58 seconds to go. Mustangs on top by one. Here comes Rhett DePaul for Salisbury. DePaul trying to back his way in the crease. Double team by Robinson. Robinson almost knocked it loose. They get it out top to Kluge. Kluge winds, fires, stopped by Pacunas. He catches it. Gets it to Bratton. Bratton fields it on one bounce. Bratton across midfield. 40 seconds to go. Bounces it to Corot. Corot trying to get it into the box. Wouldn't be surprised if Canabene calls timeout. Salisbury double teaming. Nobody's in the cage. Bratton's alone in front. Corot with 30 seconds to go. Mustangs trying to kill clock. Swim move by Corot. He's triple teamed. Flag coming against Salisbury. Mustangs called timeout 24 seconds ago. Penalty against Salisbury. Stevenson up by one as their sideline begins to high five. It's not over yet, but a big, big play there by Cal Robinson, who started to pressure the offense. Kluge got an open shot. Bakuna stood tall. It was about 15 yards straight out and a good clear by the Mustangs. 
On the bounce pass ahead to Bratton, Bratton across the field to Corot. They picked up a penalty against Salisbury while Salisbury was out trapping and double teaming. And now the Mustangs just need to kill off 24 seconds, and they have an extra man advantage. As Kluge getting some work from the Salisbury trainers, Paul Cantabene right in the middle of that Stevenson huddle as the Mustangs looking to stop this four-game Salisbury win streak in this series. This is the 15th meeting since 2007, 15th meeting all-time in Stevenson, 4-10. and ten. And surprisingly, they've done better here at Seagull Stadium where they're 3-5 and five overall and just 1-5 and five in Owings Mills. And the Mustangs looking for their first-ever one-goal victory over Salisbury. So they're 0 for 2 in one goal games coming into this one. Salisbury with Corvin into the box. And now the goalie Taylor, he, he's just playing a man. He's got Tyler Reed. Nobody's in the cage. And now on the restart, it is Crow who lost it. Crow pressured by Zeke Smith. They fight for it near the end line. Scooped up by Taylor, the goalie, with 14 seconds to go. Taylor now triple team. Taylor drilled from behind. 10 seconds to go. Stevenson scores in the empty net. Tyler Reed with the hat trick as Corbin was triple teamed, lost the ball, and Tyler Reed with the put away goal. Reed with a hat trick, and it's a 10 to 8 lead for the Mustangs with seven seconds to go. And this is the Mustangs Sports Network. But I'm shocked that Taylor was not given a possession as the Mustangs triple team Taylor, and now they're checking on Taylor. And a show of sportsmanship, Reed and Cannon go over to check on the Salisbury goalie because they know he took a hard hit, and the referees let him play. The Mustangs took advantage. Coach Candomene trying to get the right personnel on the field. And Salisbury won't even get a chance to face it off. As the referee is still trying to straighten things out. I mean, the Mustangs are up two with seven seconds to play. And now uh, Salisbury, uh, a time crew member out there, is they're trying to get a man from Salisbury back in the box because it was a full-time serve penalty against Salisbury. Seven seconds to go. We already know the result of this one. We're just waiting for the final score. Here's the whistle. DeShield back into play. DeShield gets into Crow. Three seconds to go. DeShield passes it off. Drilled by Krause at the buzzer. And the Mustangs celebrate for the fourth time at Seagull Stadium as they mob Dimitri Pekunez. The Mustangs beat the Seagulls 10-8. to And it's a pile on Pekunez on the far sideline. They snap a four-game losing streak to the Seagulls with a two-goal win, 10-8 at Seagull Stadium. A hat-trick for Tyler Reed and the game-winning goal by Pat Cannon with 139 to play. Pacunez had to make one final stop, and then the Mustangs get one for good measure with seven seconds to go from Tyler Reed as the third-ranked Stevenson Mustangs 
slay the two-time national champions in Salisbury, 10-8. to We'll be right back with the all-access post-game show from Seagull Stadium. This is Mustangs Lacrosse from sfmsports.net. hard work. But the new easy-to-hold two-liter contour bottle from Coca-Cola makes it a little easier to bring everybody together. More delicious Coke means more sharing. And with more sharing comes more chances for unforgettable family moments around the table. Plan on serving up the new Coca-Cola two-liter contour bottle at your next meal and bring a smile to everyone. Stop into your local Green Turtle any day of the week and discover why they have the best burgers in town. And just to prove it, for a limited time, the Turtle is featuring a different burger every day of the week for only $6.99. Their burgers are fresh, never frozen, certified Angus beef, char-grilled to perfection, and served on a buttered brioche bun. And for only $6.99, you have no excuse not to try one today. Visit thegreenturtle.com for more details and the schedule of featured burgers. The Green Turtle, feed your passion. The Stevenson University Alumni Association has a long-standing tradition of providing many programs that affords the more than 15,000 alumni to stay involved in the college. Through career and internship fairs, alumni happy hours, sporting events and outings, and open houses, the Stevenson University alumni are able to stay connected to the university, students, fellow alumni, and the community to learn about the SU Alumni Association programs and upcoming events. Visit stevenson.edu slash alumni. Isn't it time you gave your career the green light? Stevenson University can help you advance your career with interesting degree programs highly sought by area employers. Whether you want to start or complete your degree, Stevenson offers accelerated and flexible options for working adults. Register now at stevenson.edu for our next Networking for Knowledge information session and sign up for a free career consultation. It's time you give your career the green light at Stevenson University. This is an online, mobile, and on-demand presentation of Stevenson Mustangs Lacrosse from sfmsports.net. Now, back to the press box for the all-access post-game show. Welcome back to Seagull Stadium. The Mustangs, a 10-8 winner tonight over the Salisbury Seagulls. And head coach Paul Candabene, kind enough uh, after this big win on the road. He's on his way up here right now for the Stevenson Mustangs. So many heroes. Tyler Reed with three goals. Pat Cannon with two. Billy Burgoyne with two. Mark Paniton with one. And Brent Hyken also with one, along with Michael Crow as Coach Cantabene on his way up right now. And here is the winning coach for Stevenson, head coach Paul Cantabene. And, Coach, thanks so much for coming up here so quickly. I mean, what a game tonight. Uh, back and forth once again. You guys get the 8-3 lead. They tie it up 8-8, and you stand strong and get the last two. <laughs> you know, typical Salisbury-Stevenson game. You know, one team gets up. 
other team comes storming back, uh, a little crazy. You know, I think, I think that, you know, we got up 8-3, and then all of a sudden, you know, we just kind of fell apart clearing-wise again. we got to figure that out. I'm not sure why you guys do that. We work it enough. But, you know, typical Stevens, it doesn't matter what the records are. It doesn't matter the players. They're going to play tough and get after each other. And you can tell by the number of penalties. It was getting chippy out there. And, uh, you know, and uh, you know, we got finally we got, we got some calls in the fourth quarter, fortunately enough, to uh, win the game. So, Coach, they had won four in a row in this series. They beat you three times last year. Uh, you know, the series was uh, was much more even. Four four wins for you guys, six for uh, them, and then they went four in a row. How good did it feel to to end that personal four game losing streak for them? Well, it's always good to beat them. You know, it's such a big rivalry, and you know that we feel that we don't get a lot of respect from them. And so, you know, we just it's a big thing to get some respect back, which I think we did today. You know, which is good. And, uh, you know, we, a lot of those games are close games that we, had, we could have won as well. You know, they're very tight. So um, we're happy for the win. We move forward. We look forward to Alvernia and Roanoke coming up. And, uh, you know, it's, good. it's a good win for our program. So, so many heroes in this game. I mean, Tyler Reed gets three goals in the second half. Pat Cannon with that game winner. Did something come open? I know you guys had struggled. Uh, both teams struggled with the extra man. You were one for eight going into that last extra man. Was there something that you guys saw that Pat was able to take advantage of? Uh, it was certainly uh, he ripped it. Well, we think we had good opportunities all night a lot. We made a few a few drastic mistakes. Uh, unfortunately, we missed shots and a couple drop passes. But I think we played well for the most part. Just that we got to finish our opportunities, you know. And I think Pat finally was put in a position to make a play, and he made it. And that's what we have to do. You know, we've been coming up a little short and making plays and put in a position to make plays, and we made enough today. Coach, after a big win like this, you got to stop somewhere nice for dinner, right? <laughs> well, we're gonna go tailgate, and and I'm gonna go try to find my voice and uh, try to. You know, the screaming headache I have to go away, get some Advil. And, uh, but it's a typical game when you play Salisbury. Me and Coach Berkman, you know, we both get after it. And, uh, you know, and that's the way it is. That's why we love playing the game because I think guys dream of playing in these type of games under the lights in the biggest stage. That's why people come to Salisbury and Stevenson to play in this game, and it's a great game to play. All right, Coach, I think we'll see you the next home game April 13th. Thank you. All right, that was head coach Paul Cantabene after this big 10-8 win for the Mustangs over the Seagulls. And, again, big thanks to Coach Cantabene. He Literally ran up here after the victory to do our interview live from Seagull Stadium. I'll be right back to wrap things up with the all-access post-game show live on sfmsports.net. The time has now come when all of their hard work and dedication is put to the ultimate test. They will put it all on the line to become NCAA champions. And you can experience it live. Be there at the 2013 NCAA Divisions 2 and 3 Women's Lacrosse Championships, May 18th and 19th in Owings Mills, Maryland, hosted by Stevenson University. Get your NCAA championship tickets today at NCAA.com slash tickets and make a date with champions. At Qdoba, made from scratch gets a lot of respect. Years ago, that expression didn't even exist. There was no not made from scratch, just fresh ingredients making delicious dishes. Well, when it comes to our cooking, we're a little old-fashioned. That's why we come in early every day to hand-smash our guacamole, hand-chop our pico de gallo, and why we grill our steak and chicken over an open flame. Because doing it the right way is the only surefire way to make it tasty. Qdoba Mexican Grill. Food for people who love food. Your phone may be smart, but is it a face? Listen to high school and college sports on your BlackBerry iPhone or iPad. Go to sfmsports.net and click on how to listen. Then get the app that's right for your phone. Listen to over 1,500 games each year on our five streaming channels, including high school and college sports, on-demand coaches shows, and the Cal Ripken World Series. sfmsports.net mobile is powered by TuneIn Radio. sfmsports.net. 
Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is Stevenson Mustangs Lacrosse online, mobile, and on demand from SFMSports.net. Tailgate time at Salisbury as Stevenson, a 10 to 8 winner over the Salisbury Seagulls. And this thing was wild and crazy and a frenetic finish as Pat Candon got the game winner with 139 to go. Mustangs were 1 for 8 with the extra man. And then Candon gave them a 9 8 lead with a quick rip from that right wing. And as Coach Candabene came up here and told us, he felt like the team was playing well with the extra man and getting good opportunities. But goalie Alex Taylor standing tall. He had 15 saves for the Salisbury Seagulls. Dimitri Pakunas with 12 and none bigger than the one he had on Kluge with under a minute to play. And then Stevenson able to run out the clock and get another one with seven seconds to go. Tyler Reed leading the Mustangs tonight with three goals. And that's pretty significant considering Tyler Reed in five career games against Salisbury only had three goals. Reed with the hat trick tonight, all three in the second half. Pat Cannon and Billy Burgoyne with two. Mark Paniton with one. Brent Hyken with one. Michael Crow with one. Krista Shield with two assists. Pat Cannon and Nick Rossi each with an assist. Now, if I told you coming into this one, Rossi, Paniton, and DeShield would combine for one goal, who would think that the Mustangs would get to 10 and beat Salisbury? But Mark Paniton with just one goal tonight. They shut him down. DeShield with just two assists, and Stevenson still manufactures enough offense to get the win as the Mustangs outshoot Salisbury 38-35 tonight. Stevenson picks up six more ground balls. They won the faceoff battle 10-8. Salisbury 18-20 on clear. Stevenson perfect in the first half, 8-for-8, but just 6-for-10 in the second half. Extra man opportunities with all the penalties. Stevenson finishing 2-for-13. Salisbury 0-for-6. And you know, Coach Berkman is talking to his team about that right now. Salisbury still huddled up in front of their own goal. Turnover, Stevenson 15, Salisbury 13. Salisbury got out to the one nothing lead. It was one nothing, one to one, two to one, two to two, three to two, Salisbury. And then Stevenson ripped off six in a row, and they had an eight to three lead with ten and a half to play. So naturally, Salisbury scores four in a row to end the third with a eight seven Stevenson lead. Kluge tied it up with a hatch. 8-8 eight eight with 5.56 to play. Stevenson then killed off two extra man opportunities for the Seagulls. And then Stevenson got one of their own with two minutes to play. And Pat Candon is the hero tonight with a game-winning goal with 1.39 to play as the Salisbury, number three, wins at number six, 10 to eight tonight. And Stevenson will go on the road for most of April. Our next home broadcast coming up on April 13th. That's a week from Saturday, a home Commonwealth Conference matchup against Albright. Until that time, I'm Sid Zweigbaum. Booker Corrigan will be back for our next game. Our final score tonight, Stevenson 10, 
Salisbury 8. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the victory, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. This has been Mustangs Lacrosse from sfmsports.net. You've been listening to an online, mobile, and on-demand presentation of Demons and Mustangs Lacrosse from sfmsports.net. This audio and video broadcast was brought to you by the Green Turtle, Coca-Cola, and Qdoba. Join us for the Mustangs Lacrosse broadcast. Go to sfmsports.net for the complete schedule.